0: did you have a good street party this long weekend? No. Did you get tangled up in bunting? No. Did you wrestle with a gazebo? No. Did you enjoy a neighbour trying to start a conga? Did
1: I enjoy a (laughs) neighbour?
0: Sorry, did you encounter a neighbour trying to start a conga? No. What about a platinum pudding maker?
1: What is a platinum pudding maker? I don't know. Why have you
0: said it? It's someone who um, makes puddings for the Platinum Jubilee. Did you encounter oh, one of those?
1: Right. Mm. No. Uh, well, from the sounds of it, I wouldn't have recognized, what if I did? No. But, it's um, no. Why uh, in the name of Christ are you asking me all of these questions? Because
0: over the past fortnight, I keep hearing the advert for the national L- the national lottery jubilee jackpot, and the whole advert acts like these are completely normal things that everyone was going to do at the um, jubilee weekend. they were going to get out a gazebo, have a street party, encounter a platinum pudding maker enjoy a neighbour doing the conga and so on
1: I can see why you would think I'd done at least one or several of those things Mm. yeah there was a lot of that wasn't there Um, I think I tweeted something about that like how just all of the news and especially the BBC just just everything came back to the Jubilee like it's the, just tell me the weather, don't tell me if I might get through my garden party without um, the odd sp- spot of rain or like it, people in Scotland are probably best placed for Jubilee weekend celebrations, like just just tell me the weather, because <laughs> all the rest of the news seems to be about the Platinum Jubilee as well, mm. J- it, I, I found it just unbearable the thing... how overwhelming it was like there's, there's only one thing to think and one way to think it and mm. I was just, yeah, to use a, a tired construction I'm just a grown woman looking at mainstream media, begging for a dissenting
0: voice mm. on any
1: of this, and there was nothing. There was
0: um, There was nothing. Something that I sort of found bizarre about being interpolated, you might say, by these adverts. How are you spelling that? <laughs> Good question. Not <laughs> yeah, in the math, not in the maths yeah. way, in the ideology no. way. Um, the way of being addressed by these adverts is they mm. is, they they was kind of c- c- telling me that it's like oh we always have a jubilee don't don't you know it's just everyone knows when you have a jubilee you've got to have your sandwiches you've got to have your pale sausage rolls and stuff everyone knows this is what you do in a jubilee as if it's christmas or something yeah yeah. or i mean there's a bit of this with the world cup isn't it but it's like of course you like this whatever
1: your feelings about the royal family it's a chance to come together and celebrate it's like yeah yeah fuck off
0: and also that's just the way that it's it just yeah, there, there's some kind of rule book that I don't have, which is like, oh, by the way, three days before the Jubilee, you better start getting your your sandwich with the with the crumb with the
1: um, crust cut the off,
0: the crust. Yeah, you better get your crustless cucumber sandwiches ready because you're going to be mm. sat in the street under Union Jack. No, I'm yeah. not doing that.
1: Like, Did well, you see any evidence of any street parties or anything?
0: I saw something that was extraordinarily sad looking mm. uh, yes so I, did i
1: yeah um, when i
0: was walking home on thursday evening i was walking through the middle of york listeners and there's a big square in the middle of york it's where sea salt and stuff is oh yeah and there was a long row of like fishing camping chairs folding right. fishing chairs deck de- chairs de- yeah but the kind that you have oh, for outdoors okay. and, yeah
1: the ones that sort of fold up they've got like, like a mesh yeah, cup holder they in fold that, up and they're you know, like a yeah. stick and yeah
0: yeah, loads of them with these guys, these men, a range of men. There was no women there, but a range of men uh, of different ages all sat there with their tins of super brew and stuff. Mm. And at first I thought, are they, are they, is there a big sale in at Dykeman Is there a river something? here that I didn't know about? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> or, <laughs> is there going to be a midnight sale at Dykeman or something? But then I thought, no, because I saw the Union Jacks on there putting hats, pork pie hats, and I thought, no, they're... That's a that's a street party. Yeah, a linear street party. All in a line. Or they weren't looking at each other. They're all in a row. Yeah. Oh,
1: that sounds horrible. Yeah. Well, when yeah, I was walking down the city walls on um, Sunday, and I could see into the garden of um, a Weatherspoon's that's near one of the bars. Bars in York means a gate, Mm. doesn't it, interestingly, Um, and there were maybe about nine men Mm -hmm. sitting under two gazebos, Mm. quietly, but Mm. um, there was like bunting up and stuff, but that is all I saw.
0: Um, Yeah, Friday and Saturday I saw a lot lot of people walking around York in like Union Jack ties and Union Jack clothes, basically what it looked like, I mean, this might not mean much to people who are in York, but what it looked like was the racers.
1: Yeah, yeah, very... overlap
0: very shiny blue yeah. suits and brown shoes and mm. there's sort of I think one of the things is that there's a premise which doesn't really matter watching the horses or watching the queen yeah um, or watching
1: uh, the football yeah, yeah yeah and
0: what's actually happening is a lot of drinking yeah and, and, and unpleasantness I think
1: yeah <laughs> yeah so it's been a funny old weekend hasn't yeah. it yeah so um, what did you yeah. really do this weekend um, I sort of got myself through the final stages of Covid right yeah what about you
0: I was... Uh, well, I was in a library for a lot of it, and this isn't performative overwork, but I did have mm. a hard deadline that I'd finished writing something for. So I was in a library, and then the bit where I wasn't in a library, I was... And I didn't do this on purpose, but I was as close as one can get to hiding under a rock. Right. In that I went walking in the Yorkshire Moors, and and I, and I went camping on the, on the Friday night. So, um... So I actually missed almost yeah. all, uh, everything. Actually, I missed it all. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, me too, really. Um, so I'm looking
0: forward to talking about it on the podcast. Yeah, so um,
1: we both avoided it. Should we um, talk through what's at uh, some key moments? Yeah. So
0: what key moments were you aware of? Uh, key media moments from the weekend. Um, what, what what punctured your
1: Little Prince Louis acting up on the balcony?
0: Is he the one who's like smacking his sister around and stuff,
1: and his mum a bit as well? Yeah, yeah. So there was there was that. There's a picture of. Um, princess charlotte and prince george kind of looking off the balcony with quite disgusted facial expressions Mm. at all the plebs below i mean i'm sure that's not i'm sure it wasn't that but it's been very memeable hasn't it so like i've seen it have you seen it the image and then it's Uh, like russell groups when they open up the lines for clearing and stuff like that
0: i've seen the one of prince the first one what was he called prince george where he's got his hands on his ears and he's like screaming. Oh, that's
1: Louis, I think. Is George? It yeah, George was enjoying okay. singing Sweet Caroline with right. William. Right. And Louis is the little one who was acting up a little bit Okay,
0: he's only four. So there's stuff with the children being Yeah. M- uh, Meghan miserable. Markle
1: was seen to shush some children behind mm. a window, like in a sort of benevolent, auntie way. And that was a thing, apparently.
0: Was there a bit where Meghan and Harry appeared and then um <laughs> princess kate muttered something under her breath
1: they walked in separately into st paul's and lip readers think that kate middleton or well princess kate duchess of cambridge or whatever said wow okay but we don't know if that was like wow yeah what a bitch or if it was like wow megan's coat's nice yeah. or, or maybe she was saying ow because louis was like kicking her or something
0: okay don't know so there's speculation really about the person of the characters of the Yeah, mm. ne- the, uh, the queen generation. wasn't
1: there for most of it was she mm.
0: there was she had a sandwich with uh, Paddington and bear
1: yes she did yeah which i
0: heard about afterwards
1: yeah and yeah that's most of the like real <laughs> bits that i've seen yeah and then there was the big party wasn't there with rod stewart and um cliff richard yeah mm. and bow selector and.
0: right I okay think. Yeah. Okay, so that's if you listen to the future and you miss the Jubilee like we did That's what it was like you're right, Now you're up to date
1: All of that happened and also it was mostly raining um, But there were some other bits, weren't there, which we're going to talk about later E.g. Boris Johnson being booed multiple mm. times Lemak saying a thing Stephen Fry saying a thing observing a gate mm-hmm. And uh, Stephen Fry saying a thing But, yeah
0: Okay, so there, But there was also waves of satire which is why we're doing this episode, yes, isn't it? Yeah. Yes,
1: yes. Um, there were th- uh, some some bits of... A... And of course, also, this weekend was a build-up to this week, which has been an interesting one in politics, mm. even though it's only Tuesday morning <laughs> as we speak. Yeah. yeah. Um, before we talk about this, just full disclosure, Adam, are you a royalist? No. Okay. Good. I just wanted to get that <laughs> cleared up. Okay, me neither. Yeah. yeah. What do you... Um, what's your... Shit hot take on the royal family.
0: uh It's not a hot take. I just I don't I don't think that. I something bizarre has happened. Mm. I think in that we have a state which is still led by a monarch who a monarchy who represent power and authority and absorb tremendous yeah. amounts of wealth. You know, if we lived in a republic, if we had a democratic government that that wasn't appended to a monarchy, we would perhaps. I just don't like being looked down on by these people. No,
1: and I don't like the sort of craven, abject atmosphere it conjures every time they do Mm. something like wear a hat and everybody's supposed to get excited like you know, Kate Middleton wore the same dress twice or she put her hair like this or the Queen wore a badge that may have... uh, Badge, I think she'd probably call it a brooch that (laughs) may have signified that she disapproves of the random murders of Mm. people. You know, it's like every time they do something approaching anything a normal person might do, we get really excited. But we also get really excited that they're not like us. I had to turn the news off when it was... Was it like Thursday or Friday morning and there was some one of the interminable pageants? And it was like this is the main news slot at like ten past eight and the footage was like the sunshine's glittering off the gold brocade on the cavalry's shirts. Like, uh, what why it's patronizing. It is patronizing and patronizing. awful to so the, Assume that I care or should um, care.
0: And also what it is is it they are they are a manifestation of aristocracy and elitism. That's what they are They don't serve The extent to which they serve A a practical Pragmatic political function I think has been Massively reduced Isn't it It's Mm. mostly a ceremonial thing So then what are they They're just a symbol To remind you That there are Better bred Aristocratic people That there is Such a thing as Blue blood And that we still Acknowledge it And in a society Where we're falling over Ourselves to find Social justice issues To argue about I don't understand How that one Has kind of sidestepped it This is a true story On Saturday When I was walking Back to my flat Um there's a homeless person who um, stops me all the time, asks me for money, and sometimes mm-hmm. I do have a chat with her. And I was having a little chat with her, and she was like, "Are you enjoying the Jubilee weekend?" And I thought, "But there's enough money, yeah, to make sure you don't live on the street. Like there's yeah, enough, there's yeah. enough money in the in the in our state yeah. to ensure that this doesn't have to be the case. But you are living on the street, so, so that they can live like they do, and we give them all this money, and they own ah." Oh. Uh, yeah. so it gets me down so and that's your question yeah. no Yeah. and there's probably better more clever answers than that but that was, just gets me down I'm like, oh.
1: sick of seeing like poor children in in cities in England like sitting on blankets in concrete car parks eating not very nice sandwiches being asked to tell the BBC cameras why they find the Queen inspirational what are you inspired to become a Queen no <laughs> do you
0: um, do you know what the Queen Queen Elizabeth used to like to read when she was a little girl what her favourite books were pg woodhouse
1: oh well she probably didn't understand it did she <laughs> do you know what do you know what it reminds me of do you remember that short story we used to teach a few years ago the ones who walk away from omelas i do and so the premise of that story is it's this kind of it's like a parable and it's a hypothetical idea that like if a society picked one child locked it in a cupboard abused it didn't feed it kicked it starved it hurt it somehow that magically means that there's no suffering no disease and no misery in the rest of the society so they all kind of turn a blind eye to it they don't like to think about it but they they let it happen as a as a trade-off and it's like our version of that is we've picked one family and made them rich and privileged beyond anybody's wildest dreams and give them several palaces and castles to live in and that, it, and and then we pretend that this is like a service to us. It's a similar thing, I think, of like keeping mm. us all in this delusion yeah. of, um, of gratitude and humility that I find sickening.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, she serves this function as a as a, a sort of leader and an ambassador of the people. This is mm. this like early modern idea of the body politic that, yeah. the, that the king or the queen is the personification of the people. And it's interesting that, and I know we'll talk more about this later, that. All through this Jubilee weekend, lead up to it, and also just generally in publications like the Private Eye, she's contrasted with Boris Johnson Boris Johnson's expense. Mm. Like, this is, she is what a leader should be, and he's not. Yeah. Um, because she's seen all these prime ministers and she's been there, all this, this line of continuity. Can appreciate that, but don't, you don't need the rest of it but as any, well. Any don't pleasant
1: the... old lady could shake people's hands. Yeah, and yeah. they would probably all be a lot f- fitter and weller at the age of 90 than they yeah. otherwise would be if they'd been lived an absolute life of cossity I mean, and pampering and eating swans well what else does she yeah.
0: <laughs> she, um, she, kills, she goes hunting she kills yeah, things
1: yeah no i, I don't <laughs> see that there's anything she does that requires that amount of castles and jewels and gold um to help us to
0: do it do you remember what was that TV pro outnumbered did you just Mm. outnumbered there's a fantastic episode where they go to London and the little girl's looking for the I forgot what her name was but the little girl's looking Karen's looking for the Queen um, and her dad says like, Why are you so interested To look at the queen She goes Because I, 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 I'm I, interested In the greatest assassins In history <laughs> And he's like The queen's not an assassin She never killed anyone And <laughs> Karen just goes She killed Diana <laughs> Yeah
1: What about um, How much money They bring in via tourism Fuck that Does it largely Debunks I think as well Good it? Also people go to France They cut their heads off there
0: Yeah I mean they own they own a lot of property, don't they? Like yeah. a lot of land. I think that's what we're one of not allowed in it, are we? <laughs> no, no, no. But I mean I think that's that's what they I think that's one of their functions. Oh so is like the, stewards of the land. Yeah. 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 So uh, so anyway mm. <laughs> with all that in mind, do you think the royal family are a legitimate target for satire?
1: Definitely legitimate, yeah
0: why yeah. is that why why would satire be well it's the to...
1: ultimate punching up isn't it it's also there's so much that's ludicrous there's so much folly there's so much idiocy um, around the whole thing that you know that there's they deserve it mm. and they should get it and that's an end to it
0: yeah no I think that is it and I mean they, they are it's one of those great it's what, like we took in the International Women's Day episode when we talked mm. about patriarchy. Like, you can, it's there and nobody talks about it. Yeah. When they turn out in their ceremonial garbs, which are from like the fifty, they look like they're yeah. from a Shakespeare play. It's obviously ridiculous. Yeah. But we all agree that it isn't. So it's well, a perfect it, fertile ground, isn't it? It
1: was unusual, wasn't it? It was almost like Charles um, recently, what was it, when he read out the, the budget, mm. um, because it was a different royal, it kind of threw it all into relief a bit and mm. people sort of noticed this is a bit weird a man in a golden hat on a golden chair in a golden room telling us how much poorer we're all going to be in the coming year and then he's going to get back in his golden carriage and his golden hat will have its own golden carriage and we'll crack on with the being poor. It did kind of make people notice that a bit more than they did when it's the actual queen. I think that's a
0: really interesting point and I think are this, i not. This is not a comparison, but I'm just saying something that that observation reminds me of. The fact that because the queen has been in position for so long, mm. you, it sort of normalise itself, is when I watch the documentary about, about Jimmy's.
1: <laughs> yes, say more about how the royals are the so same No, as Jimmy no, no I'm, about no, I'm not Andrew? saying that. No, not saying. We haven't even no. talked about Prince. No, I'm not Andrew.
0: saying that they're the same as Jimmy Savile at all. No. But like when you watch that documentary, the, the archive footage mm. um of Jimmy Savile in like the 50s, it, you have yeah. to really bend your mind to be like that's the past because you're so used to seeing him mm. all through history. It looks like he's gone back in time, but no he was there yeah. and he was wearing the same Because you and the same overlay
1: hair. when you see like 30-year-old Jimmy Savile, mm. you're seeing him through the old Jimmy Savile that we did see on telly yeah yeah.
0: and that's the same with like vintage footage of the Queen Yeah, Uh, particularly after like the 80s when she's broadly the I mean earlier
1: she's been an old woman for a long time season one of The Crown
0: she looks different yeah after yeah so you just sort of impose you so it's like it's like she is unchanging um but not this. I'm not saying she's like Jimmy Savile, although Jimmy Savile was a close correspondent with Prince Charles yeah. and Diana and many of the other royal families, which is bizarre. But I remember you pointed out to me that's because they thought he was a normal person. Yeah. They thought he was the man. So I guess of the they
1: view so they see so few normal people. Yeah. They think Jimmy Savile and Boris Johnson are, are normal people. Yeah. yeah no wonder they look they have that sort of look on their face when they see us because they, yeah.
0: Yeah. But um, but the royal family have been the subject of satire for many t- many years. Yes, indeed. Uh, even in the 18th century. Yep. Um And part one of the reasons why I think they were they were the target of satire is because they positioned themselves as being aloof and above. So as mm. you've already said, they're the perfect target to punch up at. Um, but also they tolerated it. They they they, they were they not by it. And I think they looked stronger for it. Um, so for example, some famous instances. Uh, James, Gilway, G- James Gilray would regularly produce images of George III and his wife defecating.
1: George III and James Gilray's wife, or George the no, third, George third. and
0: George III's third wife That'd be defecating. Weird, it? Yeah.
1: Hello, darling. What have you been doing? I've drawn a picture of you and the king doing poos.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Happy birthday. We talked in the first episode of the podcast, I think we talked about Yeah, the, we did, yeah, because I saw it at the of, um, exhibition yeah. in London. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he also drew Queen Charlotte, uh, who people will recognise from. Um, Bridgerton. He also drew uh, Queen Charlotte haggard and naked. Uh...
1: What, well, he drew her haggard and naked or he was <laughs> haggard
0: and naked when he drew her? He drew her I was haggard, was haggard, I was naked. When he... <laughs> I was haggard, I was naked. I was Queen what Charlotte, you do I was Queen Charlotte. A <laughs> In a um, field. And uh, actually, our friend friend of the podcast, Katie Snow, has worked, mm. done some work on the representations of, of sh- Queen Charlotte as a naked yeah, haggard woman. Yeah,
1: because there's a strong emphasis on kind of shriveled breasts, isn't there? There is not
0: theres yeah. Um, and and he also drew their son George the Fourth as a sexually ravenous libertine emerging from beneath women's skirts. That's the one
1: played by Hugh Laurie and Blackadder, <laughs> isn't it? It is, yeah.
0: yeah. Um but despite all of that, he wasn't cancelled, listeners. Mm. He was granted a government pension mm. because the monarchy's tolerance of satire like that actually spoke to their strengths. They were so secure in their power that they were untroubled by cheap jokes and toilet humour. Um not so much now though
1: no. Well, I don't know how the royals do feel about any any of the satire that's aimed at them. That's true. Or if they um, know about it. I
0: mean, in our more recent examples of royal satire are things like the Windsors mm. um, or the cartoon The Prince that we both wrote an article yeah. about. And I think they are, they're kind of more Horatian than Juvenalian that is to say. They are like... Well, the guy who made The Prince said that it was affectionate. It's affectionate yeah. satire stuff.
1: And the, the Windsors, it, it kind of caricatures them, doesn't it? Mm. But it doesn't seem to be fully averse to the idea of a royal family. I would say the royals, probably the thing they're most likely to have been upset about in recent years is the crown.
0: Yeah, yeah, and yeah.
1: Especially the Olivia Colman series where she's... The Queen explicitly says, "Like, I just, I don't have any emotions. I went to that village where all the children were killed, and I just didn't care." Mm. Um, that's that's a lot.
0: This was one of the stories, wasn't it? That that the Harry and Meghan it was controversial. Was it, yeah, Harry and Meghan signed the deal with Netflix, wasn't it? And, mm. and people were speculating that that would have caused more of a rift because the other prince was upset about the crown, and Prince mm. Charles has said something about like not being keen on it. Yeah, well, understandably, I think. I mean, yeah, well, he
1: doesn't come off too well <laughs> either. <Yeah.
0: laughs> Um, so that's 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 a brief history of satire in seven minutes. What uh, satire in the royal family? What's hmm. the current vibe?
1: Um, what's the current vibe of of Sa- satire? Royal
0: satire. What's the, the the sort of perceptions of it, and how's it how's it play out these days?
1: Well, I don't know. You've 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 said the tabloid press are concerned about the effects of well, satire in the that. great tradition of monarchy. I copied um, that from an
0: article we wrote together. Yeah. So we both but, said that. But are they? Well, in the case of the TV show *The Prince*, it was on HBO. They were like, "This is." They were like, "This, uh, yeah, don't Mm. attack a child." Basically, was there?
1: Yeah, and then uh, the difference we also talked about is that lots of members of the royal family sort of go out of their way to present themselves as not elite, don't they? Albeit in slightly cringy and unconvincing ways, they sort of are making efforts to look as though they're they're normal people.
0: Well, this is yeah. I mean, this was the crux of the article. I mean, we'll put this in. The, we don't have show notes, but we'll tweet this near mm-hmm. to near to where this goes out. The article that Joe and I wrote. The point was that the royal family has the the later generations of the royal family. Mm-hmm. So the, the sort of Will and uh, Harry generation mm-hmm. are going going to great pains to talk about things like mental health, race, gender. Um, one of them talked about suicidal thoughts. How was Harry, Harry? Wasn't it? Really? Yeah, yeah. Um, obviously, the trauma of their mother dying and, and things like that. Which humanizes them, but then leads some commentators to say, you know, you can't satirize this person; they've got mental health issues.
1: Yeah, I don't know if anybody is. Are, are people saying they that? they were though? saying it
0: about the kids? They were like, you can't, you shouldn't satirize a child. That was a whole thing. That's why that's mm. how we got involved in it when the prince came out. And so the prince, if you've not seen it, um, <laughs> it positions uh, Prince George as the protagonist. And he's like yeah. Stewie Griffin in Family Guys, and he's kind of like undermining everything that everyone says and and sort of yeah, pointing out how ludicrous things are. And one of the responses... And we were actually invited to talk... We were interviewed about this by Canadian News, weren't we, or something? What was it? See, that that Mm. person. Um, Like, is that appropriate? Is it appropriate to... What they say... They said, that. Is it appropriate to mock a child?
1: Well, I don't think they are mocking a child, are they? They're saying, oh, you know what's interesting? Yeah, I know, and I'm saying it again. (laughs) You know what's interesting? Like, there's a kid. What if, as a device for this show, we had it that the kid was, like, a real little shit and stuff? nobody's saying Prince George's.
0: No, no, that's right. I
1: mean... I think that's a bit a bit tenuous. And the
0: the child as a figure is a is an often used satirical device, Mm. isn't it? The child can see through the hypocrisies of the world in a way that the adults often can't. But but the interview on Oprah, um, I mean that that the whole function, well, the large part of that seemed to be to present Harry and Meghan as victim, well as victims of and as normal people as
1: well, because it was spliced with them kind of walking around their gardens Mm. and looking at their chickens and so on. Yeah.
0: do you yeah. know, I know that's a long time ago now it's over a year ago isn't it but do you mm. know what still annoys me about that is when um, Harry said it was played for sympathy that Harry did not no longer gets his in- his royal income oh yeah he doesn't do his job anymore I he left know. your job he you quit your job you don't get a salary after you quit your job yeah. like, so I'm just going to have to have had to make do with the m- enormous reserves it's of money so, my mother left me
1: when I say like, no 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 right because Prince Charles paid for that himself or the Queen paid for that out of her own pocket. What fucking pocket? Yeah. Where's it come from? Yeah, yeah. Like there is there is no other shut up. Honestly.
0: So is satire still <laughs> pushing up at the royal family when they are stricken with mental health issues and the victims of racism and all sorts of other prejudices and and, and such?
1: Well, that's really difficult, isn't it? Because in, in responding to that I'd have to be saying, like, you know, it's fine to to satirize people with mental health issues and I, I don't know these people do i don't know them well enough to know how much they any in century <laughs> how much any of them has suffered about anything really but i think broadly speaking it is valid to to satirize the institution yeah. and most of the people in it um, because ultimately they are much more privileged powerful And
0: pampered than anyone else. Yeah, and I mean, and that it can actually be beneficial for the royal family. In the case of George III, he became known as Farmer George, and he went from being really unpopular because Mm. they characterised him as a farmer because they thought he was a bit simple and Mm. rural. Um, and uh, and that be- that a bit like the Boris Johnson phenomenon that became a, a much adored, lovable family figure. Which
1: interestingly, sort of- there's a comparison there with Charles, isn't there? Mm. You know, especially when he was more into the kind of more well known for the sort of organic farming, anti um, GM crops, and so on. That was the public characterisation mm. of him that he sort of talked to plants and and all the rest of it. But I don't think that's Perhaps that was supplanted by the whole then Diana Camilla yeah um, stuff, but that didn't particularly endear him. Yeah, I don't think. No. Maybe because it wasn't as it didn't chime with reality as obviously. Yeah. The, I don't know.
0: So, if you can satirise the royal family, that explains why there's some been some good examples of mm. royal satire in the last few days. So. Yeah.
1: Shall uh, we well, uh, I was extremely happy to find a notification on my phone on. Was it Thursday or Friday morning mm-hmm. for a special Jubilee episode of the amazing, outstanding podcast, Dear Joan and Jerrica, mm. Um, which I've I've listened to that. Have you listened to that? I have, yes. Yeah. Um so it it takes the normal format of having three invented problem problems that people have written in with that were unrelated to the Jubilee, but it was framed at the beginning and the end with some reflections on the royals and just bizarre outlandish grotesqueries um so what did they they talked about the queen's pubic hair and it grows down to her ankles and that's why she wears knee socks queen anne's princess anne's um engorged genitals Mm -hmm. uh prince andrew and his and his sweating obviously um I mean, it's not funny when I say it. I mean, well, it Jerrica,
0: was it Jer- the one who's. Um, Jerrica is Julia Davis. Yeah, Julia yeah. Davis' character. No, sorry, Jerrica
1: is Vicky Penny. So, so Joan yeah.
0: reveals that she's had. Uh, she's been out with Prince Andrew. Yeah, They've at been Pizza Express in working. <laughs> working. <Yeah. laughs> and he sweated a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, I mean, it's hard. I mean, listeners, just listen, go and listen to it. It's extraordinarily scatological. Yeah, which is what I mean,
1: they it, do. it and sort of verging on the treasonous, I think, at some yeah, point, it's,
0: isn't it? Yeah. Um, and it concludes with them, them saying that the queen is single the, the, the and The
1: jubilee re- is basically her way of saying to the world, I'm back in the game. You should know that she's single, she's back on the market, she's uh, ah. really keen to get back in the cycle, yes. isn't she? She is, she's single and she's ready to mingle, absolutely. This is just the beginning, really, isn't
0: yes. it? Yes. Talk about her breasts, and as you've mentioned her pubic hair, it's, yeah. ext- it's stochological, it's like bodily satire.
1: What? But it was it was such a break from the endlessly deferential tone of yeah. everything else we were hearing this weekend, wasn't
0: it? Yeah. Well, I mean, I was going to say, what do you think was the target of it? Like, what was the point of it? What's the? What I the think case? the
1: target is the same as always, and um, it's the misogynistic advice given in problem page columns, um, and that was the main bulk of the show. The Jubilee was something for them to pin it around. And the joy was in talking in this kind of disgusting, depraved scatological fashion about the royal family because there's just such a chasm between the kinds of things they were saying and the way the things we're allowed to say about the royal family or that are acceptable to say so I think the comedy was in the as so often with these two was in the kind of how dare you mm. um, vibe of it all. what. Do, I don't, I don't think that they were overtly satirising any individual members no. of the royal family, or indeed the institution, really. No,
0: no. I think, and that's interesting, because that's the case in some other examples as well. I mean, I think it was their normal thing, applying mm. to the royal family. I didn't feel... It's not at the expense of Elizabeth and Andrew or anyone. I, th- I think maybe a it.
1: little bit about Andrew. I yeah. think they will have had fun sitting down and thinking, well, what would Joan and Jerrica think about the royals? Yeah, And that will have been like a fun thing to write and to think about. And then they will have thought, like, oh, well, of course they would love Andrew. They'd think he's been really misunderstood, yeah. that he's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But then I think a side effect of it, and it's always the case with Joan and Jericho, is that, you know, one of the bits of the joke is the the format they're taking off. And so mm. the fact that these kinds of loose women type conversations yeah, do happen. Yeah. And it just, it just happened that with them trying to, like, make a virtue out of the fact that the queen allegedly hasn't shaved her pubic hair for for, for 50 years is reminiscent of some of the stuff that people are coming out with in these rolling commentaries at the Jubilee, you know, yeah, like the yeah. where they're constantly trying to find virtues and benefits and think and put a positive spin on on every single yeah. aspect of them. So it's just a really grotesque exaggeration of that, I think, as well.
1: Yeah, and a grotesque exaggeration is exactly what Joan and Jericho is, isn't it? Yeah. What else? I see you've got the uh, Private Eye Platinum Jubilee Bumper Issue then. Yes, that's yeah. right. So
0: it's a it's a it's exactly that the ascent of Mom, um a bumper issue. And I thought it was interesting. Private Eye is really interesting with all of these things. So, for example, when the issue came out after Russia invaded Ukraine, I was like, "How mm. on earth are they going to make fun of? Like, yeah. where's the joke going to be in that?" But it's on the reactions to it, the responses yeah. to yeah. it, and it's the same. Like this is it's a it's the Jubilee special. but It's not really about Queen Elizabeth. It's about um, yeah the way that people talk about it, react to it, the way the media processes it, and. Um, there's there's a good feature in it where there's 70 covers that feature the Queen from the last 75 years, and again, the Queen is never the butt of the joke. No, the Queen. In fact, the Queen is almost the straight man who is calling out the hypocrisies around her, or like pointing things out. I mean, the 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 good recurring joke is pictures where she just says, "And what do you do?" it increases these scenario, surreal scenarios. Um, but there was a feature in here that I know you really liked.
1: Oh yeah, the uh, the diary, Memories of the Silver Jubilee 1977, yeah. where, so they have apparently Jeffrey Archer, Jacob Rees-Mogg, David Bailey, Carol Midgley, Robert McFarlane and Dickie Arbiter all sort of sharing their apparent memories of the Silver Jubilee. And they are so good at kind of capturing the voices yeah. of these people and the, uh, the Dicky Arbiter one I thought was especially good because it has that thing where people, like I was saying, people will praise and get excited about the royals doing anything remotely normal. And so he, he praises her for when a little girl gave her a posy one day. Um, most people would have given that little girl a well-deserved clout across the ears, but not Her Majesty. She accepted it with exceptional grace and I've never witnessed another act of such outstanding decency and humanity. Um nor should one ever forget <laughs> Her Majesty's quite wonderful sense of humour. At one point I was guiding her towards a staircase. With perfect comic timing, she looked at it and said, Ah, a staircase. Needless to say, we all roared with laughter. I mean, that was I saw that on Facebook the other day. It was like, read uh, Louis' cheeky quip to the Queen and her hilariously dry reply. And do you know what it was? No. He whispered to her, are the red arrows coming? And her hilarious, dry, witty reply was, I hope so.
0: <laughs> yeah what thanks a, what a, yeah. I mean I imagine that Louis dined out on that anecdote for generations <laughs> yeah come.
1: yeah. well he's four so I guess he will
0: for many yeah. years yeah. yeah yeah. I mean that was another thing about all of this was people saying that if the, if Megan's children misbehaved the way that that, yes, that their children there would have did. been harsher commentary Um and some of it was quite hyperbolic wasn't it it was yeah. like if, if Megan's child acted the way that Louis did, that child would be in the Tower of London right now. (laughs) Yeah, I
1: mean, I presume they didn't think that. Literally no it's satire
0: great. in a way But
1: yeah I mean I think it's probably true Whatever whatever Meghan and Harry do will be subject to harsher criticism mm. in some quarters Than whatever William and Kate do Yeah. But what about our old favourite Someone else who we talked about in the very first yeah. episode of this podcast Mr Lee, Lee Mack Mac. so What I, did he do his brutal satire So as
0: I've already mentioned I was writing this chapter over the weekend Trying to finish writing this chapter But I went on Twitter and I saw to my horror and surprise The words Lee Mack and satire were trending in mm-hmm. the same item um, so Lee Mac was doing a bit on the stage at the Jubilee party yeah. uh and he made a joke in front of the Prime Minister which electrified the internet. Yeah because um, he was
1: standing for context, he was standing near a gate, wasn't he? He was. And let's play that, shall let's we? play a clip. Party at
0: the palace We are here right outside the gates of Buckingham Palace for the party of a lifetime. Finally we can say the words party and gate and it's a positive. Annoyingly, what that clip doesn't include is that as soon as he as soon as he finishes that, he says that that wasn't
1: in the auto queue. That wasn't in the auto cue. Yeah, just which, to be clear that it wasn't sanctioned. Yeah.
0: Yeah, which is that's the thing that I think made people uh, draw drew people. Yeah, because it. it was
1: like he's being cheeky and ad libbing and
0: uh, yeah. yeah, and he's being a satirist and satirising the not
1: Seen present. the auto have we? No, we haven't.
0: I bet yeah. the auto queue says, and that wasn't in the auto-que. yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So a lot of people are like, what? He's a hero of the people. He's just said the truth. Mm. Uh, he's on a global stage with the whole world watching he's just reminded everyone that we are very upset with Boris Johnson for having these parties and
1: in the context of Boris Johnson having been booed several, already twice that day mm. I think and one more to come by the general general public
0: um, and then there was a smaller cluster of people and I, they were probably bots <laughs> they mm. were saying like he shouldn't be allowed to say that he shouldn't be allowed to criticise a Prime Minister on the global stage um, yeah,
1: I mean, I suppose you could say, well, he's just alluding to a big story that's in the news. Mm. Um, yes, it's it's um, he, he's showcasing his disrespect for the Prime Minister there, no doubt isn't mm. he? I mean he's but he's all he's saying is like, really, party and gate have negative connotations right now. It's not like he stood in front of it and said, oh, I'm here at the gates for the party. Um, but this time, Partygate doesn't have negative connotations of a bunch of overprivileged people doing what the fuck they like on your dime and decorating their walls with wallpaper that you paid for. D- you don't have to worry. It's not unfair that at this point. This is, oh, wait. You know? Like, yeah. y- it, it, it could have been a lot more biting mm. than... He, all, all he said was Partygate has negative connotations, but mm. here's a gate, and we're about to have a lovely party to celebrate mm. the establishment and the royals.
0: Yeah. It's not that subversive, is it?
1: No, I mean, I suppose it was surprising, yeah, um I mean i, I don't I don't have anything against Lee Mac except not going out i like I don't think what he did was bad, mm. I think it's a little bit overblown to suggest it was earth shattering satire though
0: well then a little bit later uh stephen fry was trending mm-hmm. for doing something similar so this was what stephen fry these the world sees but how many local sewage works has her majesty opened
1: with a bright smile how many plaques unveiled how many trees
0: planted how many ribbons cut ships launched how many prime ministers tolerated for that alone No admiration is
1: high enough. And how many concerts of raucously loud music has she had to endure outside her house? Do you know how many concerts of raucously loud music I've had to endure outside my house? How many? None, because people don't put on concerts of raucously loud music outside my house because I've cut some ribbons.
0: Yeah. Jesus Christ. So oh, uh, yeah. cheeky gibe. Again, people were saying like he said jibbe. it, he's tolerate he said that the Prime Minister was tolerated. He said the Prime Ministers yeah. were tolerated.
1: So I was thinking about this. Yeah. Um in you I think you if you wanted to, and I'm sure that Stephen Freud doesn't want to apologize for this or explain it away, but you could say Well you know, it's true, she's she's been the queen whilst a number of Prime Ministers have come and gone, but then that is the way you'd say it, wouldn't it? prime ministers have come and gone in your reign mm. and he leans into the mic at that point and his tone kind of mm. shifts when he says prime minister's tolerated um and yeah it's it's a, it's a dig for yeah. sure um but it's also it manages to stay it it can be explained and rationalized to the same extent that you know some of the things boris johnson does can be yeah yeah you, you can you, c- you could try and sort of
0: it's a frustrating one for me, this case, because he it's obviously not stated but positioned as a critique of the Prime Minister. Mm. But to do that he's exonerating he's he's celebrating the monarchy, isn't it? Yeah. So well he is, he is
1: um Prince Charles's friend, isn't And he's him? positioning
0: himself as like the Alexander yeah. Pope of the day, yeah. isn't it? But uh, or the yeah. But yeah, so it's kind of yes, the Prime Minister shit, but
1: the, queen. the point
0: is the Queen isn't is the excellent. Queen yeah. Um so that's frustrating, but but it didn't stop people on Twitter saying he was a hero for saying that.
1: Yeah, did was there a criticism of him for saying that? I
0: didn't see any criticism of Stephen Fry. I saw some of Lee Mack. I didn't see any of Stephen mm. Fry. Interesting. Um, yeah, and it's not satire. But did you notice the meme? I, well, it wasn't actually a, It was it was a meme in the traditional sense. It wasn't a meme in the sense it was a picture. But people, a lot of people, would tweet like this: Jubilee weekend. I'm thinking of. Or the Ukrainian refugees, oh, right, this yeah. one, I'm thinking of all the, did you notice that and then uh-huh. all get, yeah, I found that a bit uh, cringy. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean,
1: think you can think about them all the time and you can think about them and not tweet about them. Yeah, um, yeah. You can think about that in the privacy of your own head, can't you? Yeah, um,
0: yeah. yeah. But um, a tweet I did like was, have you, are you familiar with the Laura Kunzberg uh, parody, parody account? account? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So they tweeted breaking North Korea just held a four day party which cost a billion in which celebs cheered a massive hologram of King Jong-un and everyone forced smiles and pretended to love him while North Korean children went without food necessities so glad I live in a normal country like the UK kiss
1: yeah yeah I mean that kind of reminds me of the thing I was saying before about walk away from homeless and the you Mm. know this weird inversion of the starved child so that everyone can be happy. Here we we have a, a wealthy family and children starving and the, yeah. the, the two things are meant to exist well, in some relation. But yeah, it's it is, it's bizarre, isn't it? It's yeah. like, you know, it, it's a more coercive or quieter or tacit assumption that everybody here will force smiles and pretend to love the Queen or indeed actually love the Queen mm. and children in the UK are going without food and necessities. Mm. Um I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to say it's the same as living in North Korea, and obviously this isn't either. But it's something to think about. Yeah, it's eleven and a half thousand about.
0: people liked that. Yeah. So I think there's people out there. Well, who eleven and free... a
1: half and one now
0: yeah. <laughs> appreciated a dissenting voice.
1: Mm. Um.
0: So then the next phase of all this was what happened after the jubilee, which yeah, was... and
1: I. It was the vote of the confidence vote that happened. Mm. Last night And Mm. I think in some ways was I'm sure it was going to happen anyway But it felt sort of apt in the wake of a weekend Where people had been booing him Or, according to Nadine Doris, cheering him Every time they saw him They just couldn't help breaking out into cheers um, She said But yeah, so there's a a vote of confidence In Mm. Boris Johnson just last night
0: I suppose there's not It's a fine line between a woo and a boo, isn't it? Is it? Yeah Boo! Oh, yeah. What do you think that was? Uh, you're about to sing happy birthday <laughs>
1: yeah. Woo!
0: Alright, calm down, Just, everyone's a critic Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. well I um, consulted our listeners and 42% of them <laughs> think we should stop doing this podcast and never make it again So I think that's ringing endorsement for us to crack on now and uh, <laughs> get on with doing the job of the final bit of the podcast
0: uh, Bash on
1: Boo! Yeah, so, uh, so that happened
0: Yes, and in Anyone terms of won. he did so Ish. in terms of the satire, the two events have elided a little, and mm. there was a meme that actually um, Hugh Grant tweeted this. Yes, I thought it was very yes, funny. So part of the jubilee, as we've already alluded to, was the a short one minute video of the Queen having tea with the much having beloved Paddington, Paddington Bear. Bear. Yeah. Um, and uh, in the meme, Paddington Bear is pouring the tea, and he's saying, "Would you like some tea, ma'am?" And the Queen is replying, "No, I'd like you to form a government," which is. Yeah. Uh, Lovely stuff. Lovely,
1: yeah. Imagine if the country were ruled by Paddington Bear. It is
0: doing that thing again, though. Be, it, if, be,
1: be, it wouldn't work, though, would it? What, a Paddington, Paddington Bear. Paddington Bear messes it? everything up all the time. He like, makes lots and lots of small catastrophes mm. and then ultimately does something quite big and impressive that sorts them out, but he's not... He's not a consistent, safe no. pair of hands, is he? Safe marmalade, sticky pair of hands. So he might not be
0: massively hand. dissimilar to Boris Johnson, yeah. except he, he wouldn't have the yeah, same... Yeah, well, they you know,
1: both do a good line in hard stairs, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. but uh, well,
1: No, Boris Johnson hard stares down at his feet, whereas Paddington hard stares into people's faces. If I just assumed ruined. when
0: you said that, that hard stare was something that Carrie had put into the flat at our expense. <laughs> but, uh, no, yeah. Paddington...
1: You know this, I do. Know, of, yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. But again, it's an it's an interesting. It's another example where the government is criticised, but the sort of mm. the, it, to do that, the monarchy is celebrated. Yeah. I just realised we didn't tell anyone what the podcast is they're listening to. Or uh, oh yeah, what was
1: what was it?
0: Smith so and War we talk about satire. Oh, that's right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, Podcasting, which I, Joe, War, and <laughs> Adam Smith talk about the form, function, future, and history of satire, and this is a Patreon episode for our paid subscribers. Isn't it? It's
0: not a Patreon yeah, so so any. That's why it's such a fucking
1: mess. <laughs> don't put any effort in for the... No. It's, it's not. not. It's, it's, a it's a bonus not
0: episode. So it's a little bonus episode that we've recorded in, haste, in uh, haste to comment on some of the satire in the wake yeah. of the Jubilee. But you know, if you've got this far into the episode without knowing what you're listening to, thank you very much. Yeah. I hope you enjoyed I mean, it. I'm very surprised by the... you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anything else to say about Royal Satire, the Jubilee?
1: No, I don't think so.
0: No, I Is can't think anything
1: of anything. Else? No. Is there anything else happening to that side
0: generally? Since the last episode went out. No. Uh, I don't think so. No. No, I
1: don't think
0: so. <laughs> so if people want to get in touch with us, I mean, I am. are you a little bit worried about uh, that we've alienated a lot of our audience with this episode? Who do you might think we be... have a
1: lot of staunch royalists who listen to this podcast?
0: I don't know, but I think we're going to find out.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, we can just edit out that bit where you said they should all be guillotined. Do Really, do you think that, like, do you actually know anyone that's a royalist?
0: I know one person who, yeah, but yeah, that's it. I
1: don't think I do. No. Well I, mean, well, I suppose people don't tell you, do they?
0: I mean, I think what I hear a lot is people saying like, "Oh, I'm not not keen on the monarchy, but I like she, the queen she's nice, or, yeah. yeah, yeah."
1: Yeah, or people will go so far as to say like, "Oh, I'm just not interested. I don't care mm. about it." But I would go further and say, "I think it's a revolting and morally wrong thing that keeps us all in." in a much earlier state of development and should be got rid of at the earliest opportunity and there's literally no justification Have for any of it. Have you seen that
0: episode of Doctor Who where Peter Capaldi is the doctor and, and then he probably not. Asks, he's asked to help Greg Davis who's like the king of the galaxy or something helping with a medical problem he's in a big robot suit. Bow. Sorry, what? You are in the presence of his infinite majesty King Hydroflax, you will bow. Oh no, I'm sorry your majesty, I can't do that. You won't.
1: my back your back yeah my back's playing up it simply refuses to carry the weight of an entirely pointless stratum of society who contribute nothing of worth to the
0: world and crush the hopes and dreams of working people went out on christmas day i thought it was pretty controversial Mm. yeah
1: no i haven't seen that because it went (laughs) off it when it was peter capaldi nothing against him but i felt like perhaps it had past
0: its peak so that's I've really enjoyed talking about Royal Satire yeah and the I have too uh, if people want to get who in touch who is it for I, 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 who is it for this was your idea
1: it wasn't my idea it was your idea
0: what, to do you said have pressure. you
1: seen Twitter about Lee Mack and Stephen Fry I think we're going to need to do another episode yeah, but you
0: said don't you think you should do a podcast in 2017
1: Oh well, <laughs> no. you got the bloody job here. No, I think no. Like, it wasn't even my idea to do a podcast. It was your idea to do a podcast. It was my idea to do a
0: conference. Okay, yeah. yeah. Well, so ultimately, it's all it's all your yeah. idea. How can listeners get in touch? To tell us that they've benefited from this little bonus episode. Twitter at satire no more. Yeah. Instagram at talk about satire. Drop us an email at um, using the email address satire no more, no more at gmail dot com.
1: Enjoy your your time. <laughs> people. Um, I hope hope you're well. Yeah, that's all.
0: <laughs> Sit up. Shut up. And eat our satire. satire. Bye.